Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing sensory processing disorder and how to address it. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. Before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. If you're ready to take back your life or just continue your journey of awareness and consciousness, then let me welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. Before we get to our interview today, let's take a minute, those few minutes that we take for ourselves. And if you want to get in a comfortable position and sit up straight with your spine erect, and then just allow your eyes to close, and then Lightly lift your gaze to that center right between your eyebrows and take a deep breath in and take in the sounds of the room, take in the sounds around you, just take it all in. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna inhale visualizing the inhalation coming up to the crown of our head and we're going to tense our fists and our body our muscles and we're going to hold it and then we're going to exhale and relax we're going to do that three times so inhale and tense hold exhale relax Inhale and tense. Hold it at the top. Exhale, relax. And one more time. Inhale and tense. And then exhale and let it all go. Feel that peace. 
it's connecting with that space where everything that we think is making life challenging can disappear for a minute. And as you keep your eyes closed or as you decide to come back to the room, I want to thank you for sharing that experience with me on a daily basis because um, it truly is a special time and it truly is a place where thousands of us who have lives that can feel chaotic can find some balance and some peace. But I want to move on to Lisa Gandhi, who's our guest today. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So you're a mom. You have a son who has sensory processing disorder and autism. You've become an expert along the way because you're spending all of your time with him and learning about his needs, how to handle them. And, and then you're even in a position where you're sharing this experience with others now that you've learned so much about it. Does that sound about right? Yes, that sounds right. So where are you calling in from? I'm calling from North Carolina, where we have gorgeous spring temperatures today. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about what the home life looks like a little bit more about yourself that we don't know and um, just kind of the family makeup. Yeah. So my son is nine and a half. His name is Caden. And uh, we knew early on that something wasn't right with his speech. Uh, he was regressing with his sounds. So we, around 15 months, we had his update checkup and we mentioned to the doctor that you know he wasn't really saying a lot of sounds and they were regressing but the doctor wasn't concerned about that part because a lot of children go through speech delays it's becoming common um, but they asked how is he with responding to commands like go get your shoe or go get the ball and if we ask him he'd give a blank stare so yeah. at that point they recommended let's monitor and in three months we can do speech therapy and send in a referral. But we decided that we didn't want to wait because we knew that uh, something was going on here. So we did a speech therapy referral and during the evaluation, they had noticed that he also had sensory processing disorder because he interacts with all the toys orally. And at the time, I didn't know much about it uh, I don't have a lot of autism or special needs background growing up, so it was all new to me. Also recommended an occupational therapy referral. Um, so that's kind of how the journey started, you know, and from there, he was diagnosed at age two. Okay. You know, we kind of were just, you know, had to take this on and learn as we went with him. Yeah, so you really got an early jump on it. Was the blank stare that he showed something that was part of the regression or was it always like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 
it was a little bit tricky because my son had really strong eye contact. So one of the, the early signs of autism is the lack of eye contact. So we weren't sure what it was. And he was also social, which threw us off. But the speech was definitely, uh, he was making very few sounds. So that was definitely the red flag. I didn't know anything about the sensory processing disorder. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess we can kind of jump into that because for my son, I mean, he has autism, but it's a lot of the sensory. So I had to learn, I was forced to learn all about it because it's also a spectrum, just like autism. Each autistic child has some type of sensory issues, but there's two extremes. There's a sensory seeker and a sensory avoider. And my son is a sensory seeker where he is constantly in motion and can't sit still for more than three minutes and full force like a ninja, <laughs> craves deep pressure, very highly sensitive to his environment. And then the sensory avoider is not gonna wanna be near people and wanna be more isolated and not like car rides in motion. So they're completely in their extremes. So age two to five was very challenging. My son would have a lot of meltdowns and bang his head and nothing was changing with his environment. We were really confused. So we would just take him in the car and he would stop and be happy. Um, mm. So that was kind of our go-to that the motion was really calming for him and then learned about the swinging and the deep pressure. Uh, so basically with sensory processing disorder, the sensory signals are getting mixed up in the brain. And so the children, they are overstimulated with the touch, feel, taste, vision, their spatial awareness. So it can come across as bad behaviors. And like I mentioned, there wasn't a lot of awareness and thankfully there is more now because it was just being viewed as bad behavior, but they were really suffering because they couldn't stabilize their senses and it was overwhelming and they didn't know how to react to it. So the occupational therapy is very helpful because they put together a sensory diet and really the swinging and the weighted blankets and compression and whatever the need is for the child based on where they are. It's very beneficial and improves over time um, because with my son, with the nail cutting and haircuts was really a nightmare. Yeah, um, I had to drive him to parking lots and park in front of a tree and do all kinds of things to cut his nails. It's still a challenge, but I call him and we just do it in the house and it doesn't give me carpal tunnel syndrome like it used to. It does get better for all the parents who I was there from age two to five um, where I just, he was banging his head. And now we know that, you know, he was just overstimulated and couldn't regulate the body. Um, so those quiet spaces really help in the closet or a place for them to escape from, you know, all of the environmental stimulation that's causing them to not regulate their bodies really, really helps. And as they get older, they'll understand, you know, what's too much for them and, how to manage through the sensory. But I know sleep is a big issue too, because falling asleep can be a challenge for them because they're always in active state. So I still have to rock my son to sleep and have to get creative with 
getting him to sleep because it used to be that he was waking up at 4 a.m. and full mm -hmm. of energy the entire day. And it's hard to do 18 plus hour days as a parent yes. when we're not on their level of sensory and we have to keep up with their energy. And like for my son, safety is an issue. I, we can't even take our eyes off of him. Someone has to be there because I think the biggest issue is a lot of the media portrays Asperger's and the genius part, but there's not a lot of focus on the severe autism and what the parents have to go through with not being able to do attend to social events or not finding the right caretaker because it takes a certain style to handle the, you know, the strength and everything that goes along with autism and, you know, all the challenges. So it's definitely, yeah, that's definitely a challenge. So is he your only child? Yeah. So he's my only child. I say it's like having two or three, but um, he's severely delayed. So the feeding and uh, he's not potty trained, he's in diapers. It's been a whole challenge through because he couldn't chew properly. And so I'm still breaking up pieces of food and having to be with him for the meal times and kind of feed him with a spoon. I mean, he can self feed, but as far as dressing and I still have to be highly involved. So it takes a toll. So I have to be with him all day. Um, yeah. One of the things that I want to touch on is going from zero to one kid is shocking for everybody, for every parent. It's a big deal. And trying to make the changes that you have to make in your life and, you know, learn how to be a parent. These are things that we're trying to like learn on the go, right? Mm -hmm. And then you add in these other elements. How did you deal with that? Like emotionally, did you or are you suffering from dreams that you thought you were going to have as a mom? Or how has this journey been for you emotionally? That's really important because, you know, you're a new mom and then you have all of the the adjustments with that. And then you find out about the special needs. I think for me, we just kind of started gathering information. So it's overwhelming as a parent. And that's definitely one thing I want to share with the audience is everyone tries to pressure you about, you have to do this therapies and it's important to start early. And I agree, but with my son, you know, the speech therapy we started and then met with the government officials who recommend behavior therapy and feeding therapy and the OT, which definitely is important. But I was driving around and feeling guilty if I didn't take him to all the therapies. And he wasn't even successful with many of them because now looking back, I know he was dealing with the sensory, so he couldn't really focus. So I'd say with my instincts, I was overwhelmed and I should have maybe started with a few and built on it but you, you want to do everything because it's your child and you don't want to have any regrets or feel guilty, but definitely go with your instinct because you get worn out and everyone's going to tell you everything, but you have to do what works. Yeah. And then, I mean, with my son, the feeding was a challenge and I gained weight because he was eating fast food for three years. So I was eating it alongside with him and then I gained a lot of weight and 
you know, it's affecting my health. I developed high blood pressure. But once we learn that he enjoys his stroller walks and he needs that motion, then I turn it into getting mental de-stressing and incorporating it in my daily routines and made it into a workout for myself. And the past three years, I've lost 30 pounds from wow. speed walking. And I was forced to become a ninja mom <laughs> to keep up with my son. Yeah. He's now as tall as he's up to my nose and 85 pounds wow. and very strong. So it was a lot of motivation to get healthy. And it's both of our time for enjoyment with nature. And it's, it's the one time he's calm. <laughs> so congratulations, by the way, that's, that's awesome. And Thank you. I've noticed in the interviews that I've done oftentimes, for better lack of terms, we get kind of hit with this bomb, new parent, special needs, we're trying to survive. And then all of a sudden, it's like, how do we do the right things, become healthy, you know, and I think that you brought up such a great point, And I really want everybody in Naked Parent Nation to know that running yourself ragged into the ground, trying to get to every service doesn't help you or your child if pushes you off the edge. So great points. Can you tell us like what a bad day looks like with relation to his sensory needs? How does that play out on a bad day? Yeah, you know, sleep is still a challenge. So I feel like I have PTSD at times. Like you're in the military, you don't know how much sleep you're going to have for the night because I do the same routines with him, but he could wake up at four or five and be ready to go. And there's no rocking him back to sleep or mm. you just have to, you know, incorporate <laughs> breaks whenever you can. And that's another self-care is huge. You know, even if to find a friend to help watch and give you a break for 20 minutes, because it, it is a challenge, you know, and I, I definitely want to share that age two to five was stressful. And I was, you know, I spent time crying and, you know, you feel alone and it was very hard, even though you try to get all the resources you can, it's, you're kind of, you know, no one's, no two kids are the same. So you're dealing with unique challenges and it, it definitely, it's tough, but um, I turned another negative to a positive, which I'll share because with his feeding, it takes an hour to, for him. And it's a lot of it's behavioral, but I give him a puree. He has a grilled cheese and puree and it takes an hour to feed him. And it was just a very draining thing for me to do daily. And mm -hmm. so then I got into Indian astrology and I was watching YouTube videos and it soon became, oh, I can't wait for feeding time. <laughs> so I started learning it and I have a deep understanding now and I'm planning to actually open up a YouTube channel and start teaching basic concepts in a couple months. So That's awesome. Doing something for Do myself. you know, have you, uh, on YouTube, have you found, uh, the astral astrologer Monish? Um, you know, I, I follow quite a few. I'll have to definitely look into, you know. Yeah, no. okay. uh, I actually, I'm taking a course right now to become a Vedic astrologer. Are you really? Yeah, how is that We'll funny? have to definitely chat about that. What are the chances, right? Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, so I'm, 
I'm really enjoying that journey of learning and it's a lot to learn. And I'm, it's, it can be, you know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to like not push myself too hard with it, but yeah, we'll talk more on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, you brought up like the weighted blanket. Have you tried those, like the socks where there, it's like a, a tent that they're in with the, where it's just kind of, they're in like almost a sleeping bag kind of thing. Yeah. I know, you know, my son, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, how he sleeps is he's, uh, he's not on a bed because he moves around and he would fall off. We have the mattress, a queen size mattress on the ground. And he still likes that crib feel because even on the huge mattress, he's sleeping in the corner. So I put a child safety gate around it. And that's also, you know, we'll talk later about my my best practices, but it is shared <laughs> on my page. But the, he needs the enclosure, but then he moves around and does somersaults in his sleep. But thankfully, he is sleeping for about seven, eight hours per night. That's um, great. The Epsom salt helps with that in the bath. Okay. Um, uh, someone had recommended it for me, and I saw a difference with the amount of sleep he's getting. So, you know, That's it's awesome. interesting. Their, you know, chemical makeups, they definitely need certain things because I focus on the, the daily needs. Actually, I focus a lot with his diet because a lot of them suffer from digestion issues and, you know, he's nonverbal, so he can't express, you know, the discomforts and then it turns into head banging or um, Mm. the aggressiveness. So I just felt if he's eating better, sleeping better, he'll learn better. And it's definitely helped him enhance his life and help him learn yeah and helped you get some sleep Mm -hmm. i remember going from no sleep to sleep and the change that it made and it's life changing Mm -hmm. it really is Mm -hmm. Um, i don't uh, how old is he he's nine and a half he's nine and a half Mm -hmm. so is he in school yeah we actually you know we have opportunity for public school but he needs a one-to-one interaction. Um, and in North Carolina, you know, the resources are a bit challenging, but he goes to a private school, Mariposa, and they have a one-to-one environment that he does well with, you know, because he needs someone with him all the time. And he seems to learn well and pick up new skills with that. So that's a, it's been a good situation. How long has he been there? Yeah, yeah, he's been there since he's two, and okay. we do a half day, and then he does the in-home uh, ABA, the yeah. adaptive behavior analysis. That's, I mean, I definitely recommend that as, you know, because they're going to act worse with their parents. That's one thing, and then he acts completely different with his therapist. So it's important for them to really gain those skills and. They're capable of so much more when I watch. So he gets the afternoon in home. So what? how have you taken care of your, I mean, you, the health, the walking, the 30 pounds, that's huge. Are there any other things that you've needed to do to get through these trials? Yeah, I think I still want to get to a point where I can get away for a weekend, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't get, to clear my mind, you know, those long days. And yeah, I get to have once in a while dinner with friends, but just to be able to, you know, have some time for myself, you know, as special needs parents, we don't really 
get that. We don't get to travel or do a lot of the the social and a lot of the things that other people take for granted. (laughs) So I want to get to that place. And I know every day we learn more and we progress. The child and the parent progresses because with special needs, it takes a lot of strength and a lot of patience. I consider us all very special because those are two things that are really critical and to have these children teach us I wasn't as patient before and I definitely did not have the strength that I have. You really, it just shows you the mental focus and what you can accomplish. How do you deal with that when it's been too many long days, not enough sleep, you finally can't just forget about the fact that you can't take vacations and you can't take your kid to all these places How do you get through those moments? How do you get through those days for a new parent that thinks they're not going to be able to make it? What would you say to them? I know that age two to five was very, very challenging. And there was, you don't have a lot of help with your child and you're running ragged. And it was very hard. You know, at that time, I wasn't able to go to dinners with girlfriends. And I think for me, I remained hopeful that better days would come. And I really like the podcast. I enjoy listening to other parents who have kids at the next stage of life. I know, you know, that there is hope, you know, because it really is all about hope, you know, because with my son, he's nonverbal and the doctors and therapists will will tell you all kinds of things like, oh, by this point, I don't know if they're going to speak. And I really believe that he will say a word. And we work every day and we do different therapies. And it's just every child has a different progress and time frame of their development. Time never stays the same. And that's something that's very powerful for all of the new special needs parents out there to remember, you know, because I was there with you crying in the corner of the closet and thinking, why did this happen to me? And it's so unfair. And if you'd asked me to do this podcast when between when my son was between the ages of two to five, I would be looking at you deer in headlights. But I've learned so much in the journey and every therapist and everyone I meet, I try to soak it up. I soak up all the information and you don't have to take everything. Every day you become more knowledgeable and then you write your own story and then you can inspire others, you know? So it's hard, but things change with time and there is improvement. There's definitely new challenges as the child gets older, but you overcome the challenges that you had. That's why for me, I'm documenting the whole journey because a lot of the things that I've done took a lot of research and I want to be able to share with other parents because none of us have time. And so, I mean, there's so much to learn. We, someone put us in touch with the financial special needs financial advisor. They shared school grants that you can try to see if you apply and see if you can qualify for them or if you can qualify for Medicaid or how your health insurance can cover diapers or even a stroller past the age of six, if they can make it a medical condition. It's a lengthy process of having the doctors and therapists input, but they were able, because they navigate the network and they're familiar, they can put you in touch with government agencies that 
can share special needs events with you. And they have the sensory friendly hours for the trampoline park or the sensory friendly hours for movie theater or even camps. So it's very powerful. You feel like you're alone and how do you even access all this information? Um, It's just networking and and I, I try to share as much as I can because it's a lot and you're not alone. And I use the Facebook group pages a lot. They have the autism parent support group and the sensory processing parent support group. And you can just ask the question and you'll get a million <laughs> comments. And I've definitely gained so many tips from there. And they also have a local one as well for my area for special needs moms in the triangle. You know, we can ask who's got a good therapy agency or, Hey, my child only eats three foods. <laughs> can you give some suggestions or, you know, you can learn a lot that way. And cause we don't get to get out and mm-hmm. we can't socialize and network. So this is a great way when you're at home that you do have a group and support. You could find, you know, something that'll really help you throughout your day and yeah. through the journey, because it does take an army. Like, you know, I've heard many people, you know, have shared that line, but it really does. You can't do it alone. And we need to lean on each other just make it a better place for this community. Yes. So I want to piggyback and highlight that point that you just made about for the listeners out there that are newer on the journey, the things that you just brought up take hundreds and hundreds of hours to follow through with, to find some of it's just luck that you find, you find the right person who points you in this direction. So a newer parent to link up and follow and learn from someone like you mm-hmm. is going it's going to be so beneficial. I can't stress it enough. So for the listeners that are out there, I mean, you've already given a bunch of knowledge, but like, where can they find mm-hmm. you? Where are you sharing your story and journey? Yeah. So I have an Instagram page where I share my best practices. It's called Autism Mom Hacks. And I share child safety, recipes, sensory, pretty much everything that's worked for my son. I try to be very regular about posting and just recently did one on haircuts and how to make it sensory friendly. So yes, you can message me. You know, I'd be happy to help guide, you know, we've all been there when we first learned of the diagnosis and it's a lot to handle emotionally and financially. And, you know, it's so unfair how they put a triple price tag on anything special needs. You know, we just, we all need to remember that we're not alone and there's resources out there. And like for me and my son, I feel like he's going to provide something breakthrough because it's he doesn't fit the mold and and that's our journey um you know to learn as we go and it's hard it's hard to stay positive definitely but it's through the encouragement of others and just leaning on each other and these podcasts you're doing are huge to be able to raise the awareness and help lift everyone Yeah, thanks for that. Just to get more of your experience and more of your wisdom, we do like a lightning round Mm -hmm. where 
you give like one word to one sentence answers to a few questions. Are you up for it? Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> okay. What's the best advice you have received? I mean, I think that it's try to just understand that everyone's unique. Every situation is unique and to really keep an open mind because the professionals, they're definitely going to give good guidance, but it's just keeping an open mind and understanding that no two cases are the same. And that's kind of what I stressed on before is just using your instinct and not having to do everything right away because it will run you dry. And it did to me as well, <laughs> because when I would take my son to speech therapy, he couldn't handle the crowds in the waiting room of two kids. And we had to hide behind the bushes and, mm -hmm. I have to peek and check, are they ready for us? Otherwise they won't even know we're here. So, and then I would wonder, is this ever gonna get better or easier? And then it was a flip of the switch that those sounds and crowds didn't bother him anymore after two years. And so things just, you know, they just kind of adapt to their bodies and like things get easier. So there's an example right there. What online course topic would you sign up for today if it was available? Yeah, I mean, you know, like we definitely all focuses on our children, but I definitely would love to see some workshops on self-care for parents and just recommendations on how to de-stress because we are at home. And I think there's not as much emphasis on that, unfortunately. And it can lead you down a really rough path like it, it does for all of us when we first have to face the, the diagnosis. And that's important. It took me a long time, you know, five years to, you know, I hadn't even gone anywhere for three years. You know, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. So if we have more workshops on that, because it's obviously the focus we all make as our child. But if our health isn't good, then who's going to take care of our child? Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe we'll make that course together because that's this show's yeah. focused on the parent, and I believe in that, and mm -hmm. and that's a direction that the show's going. So who knows? Maybe we'll touch base on that down the road and work together. Do you have a top? Uh, you shared a ton of them, which I'm so grateful for, and our listeners are grateful for. But do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the Facebook group pages really helped a lot. You know, and I think now Instagram is growing with a lot of autism moms are connecting with me. So I'll, I'll have to <laughs> share your, <laughs> maybe you can interview them. Yeah. That'd be well. great. Mm -hmm. that'd be yeah. Great. So I think for me, it's definitely those, you know, I mean, they're internationally focused. The knowledge sharing is, is very powerful. And I, I can't thank enough how much I gain from you ask one question and you get immediate answer and it will help you with anything. I agree. Uh, what's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I, you know, I want to do something for myself, you know, and I'm getting to that point, especially with starting the YouTube channel and getting into the Indian astrology where I can guide others with their life and, and kind of be a life coach and use everything I've learned along the journey with my son, because it kind of is all the same, you know, with just 
staying positive and having hope and um, that we're all in this together and we need to lean on each other. So I hope to just be able to have more weekend getaways and I'm hopeful as my son gets older and we get more help, I'll be able to, I'll be able to do that. That's exciting. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? So the massaging and the relaxation techniques, they're helpful. And I don't know, I think you always ask about a product to share and I'll go ahead and share it. Yeah, um, please. My son, he dealt with a lot of eczema and I have a lot of, I get dry hands from the frequent hand washing. So I like the Gold Bond body lotion and aloe and they have a hand cream as well. I've tried everything and it's very helpful. It, it works and it's moisturizing because for the sensory kiddos, they don't like lotion and or reapplying every couple of hours. It's very challenging. So this one is 24 hour moisture. So you don't have to worry. It keeps the skin moisturized. So that's a good one along with the Epsom salt. That's good because the lavender, it gives off the aromatherapy. So it's good for the parent as well. We can take a few minutes to yeah. have some, some, some aromatherapy. That's awesome. So Naked Parent Nation, the Gold Bond lotion and Gold Bond, feel free to send a donation for the free promo to the Naked Parent Podcast. I've really enjoyed the conversation. I've learned a lot. I feel like the content that you provided today is amazing for the listeners. What do you say to the parent that's out there listening right now that's struggling? Yeah, you know, take it one day at a time, you know, because we tend to compare and especially with the milestones and you don't want to do that. It's your own unique story and progress will come with time. And even for my son, you know, it's it's been a slow, he's like a turtle pace with his progress, but it's slow and steady. Mm. And we definitely see improvements every few months and years. Um, so it's really just leaning on each other and remembering that don't fall to the pressure. Things will get better with time. They will, because it was very, very tough for me I have on my Instagram page, there are video journeys and you can see <laughs> how rough it was. And what's the Instagram handle again? It's autism mom hats. Awesome. There's a lot of things that we could talk about after the show. So um, maybe let's connect on some of those different points, but I've really enjoyed the conversation. I want to thank you for taking time to share your wisdom with Naked Parent Nation and uh, I'd like to connect down the road and just kind of hear how the journey's unfolded for you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing. And this is really great. And I look forward to staying connected. It's nice to meet you. Have a great mm -hmm. rest of your day. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Bye. This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. 
iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics. And the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.